Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing The Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, and returning... For the first time in a week and a half, it feels like Mr. Mark Riley is back, and he's somewhat better than ever. <laughs> yeah, life's crazy right now. Things are busy, but it's always nice to hop back on the mic. Oh yeah, we well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you know, me and Mark have been the definition of consistency according to our boss. <laughs> but so we're just letting y'all know we're probably gonna go on a little bit of a one-week break or two-week break after the draft is over. We'll be back for you know the finals, Western Conference finals, stuff like that. But you know. We're trying to get our lives together, you know, because, you know, this isn't our only job. I have two other jobs, one of them being HR manager here, Mark's social media guy, and Mark's a waiter, and Mark's, and then, you know, he's an accountant, too. So we all have this crazy schedule right now. So it's like, you know, we're trying to get our stuff together. So honestly, we're going to do a little vacation so we don't keep firing off these half-hour episodes that are just kind of, you know, bleh. We'll give you some good content. But by the way, draft special, going to be released Thursday morning. It's going to be funny, it's going to be hilarious, and it's going to be long, most likely, because, you know, me and Mark talk for hours about the draft. But it's today's a, Monday's a little bit of a short episode. So, first off, on the docket, Mark, we got a little Eagles news. The Eagles in the news, it's not a good thing anymore, I swear. I don't I like when they're in the news. Like, it's like we're turning into, the, like, the Patriots on, on, on the Beltway. It's like we can't get out of the news. It's all – it's like not even, like, good news anyway. Never. I mean – it's and it's stupid shit. And it's it's everyone's favorite loser quarterback, Donovan McNabb. And let me clarify what I'm saying. As I've gotten older, I've learned how much I hate McNabb. I used to love him as a kid. I used to love that he was so much fun to watch. He was good. He was entertaining. And you know, some of my best memories of the Eagles as a kid involved Donovan McNabb. But then, as I got older, and we had great quarterbacks like Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, Michael Vick, I have. Even I would even you know I'm not gonna put Sam Bradford. That's not that's just don't even remember. That's ugh. I don't even can't <laughs> but, even even thought so of I'm I'm joking I'm joking. But anyway, McNabb's memory has kind of faded in my mind a little bit. He's kind of dropped right now. If I was gonna put to a list of my favorite Eagles quarterbacks, he's rocking a solid six because I put Jaws ahead of him too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, McNabb came out in the news and essentially said if, if Wentz does not get them into the NFC Championship game by 2021, they should trade him. That's great, Donovan. Um, 
Remind me again, isn't the NFC Championship about as far as you got the Eagles your entire career? And then you puked in the Super Bowl against Brady on the field as well when you threw that stupid interception to L.J. Smith that should, if you threw it an inch higher, is a touchdown. You had Terrell Owens playing for his life, essentially, with a rod in his leg, and you still couldn't deliver the game. Throwing, like, that interception, every time I watch it, just makes me cringe, because if he throws that ball, like, a foot higher, that's, like, LJ Smith's still running, because there's nobody behind Harrison. Yeah. So, and then, of course, our boy, everyone's favorite right tackle, Lane Johnson, comes back, calls McNabb a snake, and, oh, my God, it feels so great. And then also, everyone's favorite receiver from the 4 team, the STO, the belt. Freddie Mitchell. The take, what did, he was the one that took off the belt, right? Yeah. yeah he Freddie take off Mitchell comes out and, and says, oh, yeah, McNabb ruined my career, too. And it's just like, I love this. Well, first of all, let me start off by saying, McNabb, shut up. You are have been irrelevant since you left since you left Philadelphia. You were a joke in Washington. You were even worse than a joke. You were just a tragedy in Minnesota. And then you got to ESPN. And I think did you get kicked out for sexually harassing somebody? I'm not sure about that one, but I feel like there was like some kind of scandal involving McNabb. But whatever. Either way, he sucked there because he's not working there anymore. So this is just McNabb trying to stay relevant. Yeah, he's doing a really bad job of it, too. Well, he's doing a good job of it, but in the wrong ways. Just because McNabb, I'm not going to say I don't I hate him just because he was the time growing up where I was – I'm still obviously a huge Eagles fan, but it was, we were we were good. We were. I thought I would have swore he was going to win a Super Bowl at least once. But for him to, like, say that they should trade him, as in they should trade Wentz if he doesn't get them to that NFC Championship or something – that blows my mind just because, you, know, you said, McNabb was the king of getting it to that spot and then not making it, only making Super Bowl one time. Uh, I think he's just as bitter anytime there's a halfway decent to really good quarterback in Philly. Um, I think he also smells that, like, when it's put together gained, a decent career, he's he smashing forgot. every record that McNabb, McNabb ever had there. Yeah, I mean, McNabb's going to be kind of forgotten. And how McNabb's career ended in Philly, probably he doesn't have the greatest feelings toward Philly, but he's still obviously, I don't know. It's just weird, weird timing. I don't know why. It, it, anytime McNabb's on there talking about anything involving the Eagles, you always see like there's a little bit of bitterness in his in his voice. But Lane Johnson just loves to defend his guy. He Lane also loves, to, he loves social media. Lane Johnson is an along with like great names like Cardi B are just American treasures, man. Like I love Lane Johnson. He he can just be crazy sometimes. You know he's like public enemy number one to Dave Portnoy over at Barstool. But you know what, Lane Johnson for most right tackles aren't really known. There's very few people on this planet, very few football people on this planet who don't know who Lane Johnson is. And this is why I love Lane Johnson. Takes a haymaker shot essentially, calling a one of the Eagles greats, a snake, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I wish he would just shut up. There's other times I'm happy he's defending, like, Wentz or anybody like that. Um, he does love to – he's not one to keep his mouth shut, but to, the fact that you just <laughs> did American greats and it was Lane Johnson and Cardi B, man, that's a hell of a two people to put I can think that. of a ton of more of American, American treasures, but right there, I, every time I always make that joke, I say Cardi B is just because, you know – 
Her music may not be the most entertaining. It may just kind of suck sometimes, and she may just be insane. But God, every time she opens her mouth, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, she's sometimes she like she's also becoming a little too much these days because she oh, knows. She, but uh, when she got oh, into politics funny. and all that, that oh, was. Oh yeah, no, funny. I don't give a shit about her politics. But yeah, when she just starts talking about random bullshit, I just start crying and laughing so hard. Didn't she go on Instagram talking about a front wedgie once? I was just crying, yo. I couldn't stop laughing. I have no idea. <laughs> yo, honestly, listen, I'm not, I could have thought of a couple other American treasures, like, uh, you know, like Adrian Beltre and uh, uh, his boy um, Elvis Andrews, like stuff like that. And um, Miguel Cabrera, another American treasure, by, treasure, by the way. Happy uh, belated birthday, Miggy. But, um, yeah, no, I just, like, it's, it's like, people who are entertaining like that, and Lane Johnson's just entertaining. Like, he's a left, like, you know, like, he, the guy's career is hilarious, because he, like, number four overall pick, he's a, he's, you know, was supposed to be the heir apparent to Peters, but then Peters never really retired, because, you know, Jason Peters is ageless, or tries to be, at least, and he gets busted for steroids, and then we realized how important Lane Johnson is to the Eagles' success in their offense because literally he is one of the most dominant right tackles in the last ten years when he when he's healthy, and it's just his he's just hilarious. I love Lane Johnson. Freddie Mitchell, who's become so relevant the last four years because of Philadelphia being good, and he's always in the media and he's just funny, he's entertaining. So you know what? Shout out to both those guys for defending Carson. I really don't think Carson gives a shit about McNabb's pers- pers- uh, McNabb's uh, opinion. Because McNabb's standing there, sitting at a – even if McNabb didn't, like, deliver the ring personally, he still is still there, married, sitting on his couch in North Dakota or Philadelphia, wherever he's right now, staring at that nice little big piece of honking jewelry on his on his, uh, on his his uh trophy case, saying, yeah, I have one of those. Donovan doesn't. So, uh, next up, Mark, it's time for Stay or Bail. Ooh. Little- NBA edition. I'm always, always down for a little stare bail. See, we have we have a, a final topic. It's going to be our last call today. It's about uh, the seventh team we're going to talk about. We're only doing six. Most of these guys are still – there are a couple of teams. There are a lot of teams still alive. But asking about a team who's down 3-0 or 3-1 if you still stare bail on them is kind of stupid. And I really don't want to talk about the 76ers right now because Mark's pissing me off. <laughs> so we're starting off with a team that I thought – 36, uh, 72 hours ago was dead in the water, and that's the Denver Nuggets. Like, they have – it's 2-2 right now. And we're looking at game five, I think it's tomorrow? No, it's uh, Tuesday. Like that little voice track. Yeah, Tuesday, it's in Denver. And I'm starting to kind of sniff a little Denver home cook in there. Like, this series was supposed to be a walk for Denver – and it's it's a it's a it's a beat 'em up brawl. Like there's no like it's I mean, not the wash that me and Kevin predicted it when we did our our brackets. Well, I feel like you guys didn't have it a wash though. I feel like you had a you guys I definitely used San Antonio. I had like you know Denver wins two games, the Spurs sneak one out. Denver wins another, Spurs stay off elimination, and Denver wins another. That's how the kind of how I had it going in my head. But I mean, you still can't be you still have a chance with the four two. Uh, but I mean, I knew it was gonna be more of a dogfight. Denver is a young team. Yeah, they're a young two seed. So obviously, everyone already talked about how they're gonna be young and inexperienced. So if they go back again next year, they'll won't even be hearing any, hearing any of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, San Antonio, they got pop. They got 
DeMar DeRozan, who's had a lot of playoff experience, not deep in the playoffs, but just enough. Um, yeah, I'm so hey, what Rudy are you... Gay has been around for God knows how long. <laughs> I for, I completely so, forgot he was there until I looked at the scorecard. I'm like, oh, he had 17 points last night. I'm like, oh, that was on Thursday. I'm like, holy crap, Rudy Gay's still alive. I was gonna say, I could see him being done after this year, possibly, but so. All right, all right. So who are we staying or bound on? Is it the both teams well, or just the Nuggets? It's the Nuggets. You staying on the Nuggets as as winning this thing, or are you going to hop on the Spurs bandwagon? See, well, I'm even considering the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets will still win this series, so I'm not staying or bailing on them. I'll, I'm staying on them for this series, and I'm going to stay. I actually might stay on them to the, if they get to the next round and if they have to face like Portland or something because. I think all they got to do is go over the hump of the first series, and then they'll they'll be fine. All right, I'm staying on Den. I'm staying on Denver temporarily, only because I could still see Pop pulling one out of his ass here, like just completely like some yeah. magician shit. Game seven, Demar Derozan and an ISO play hits a jumper over Jamal Murray, and we're talking about the the Spurs aren't dead. Pop's a wizard, like shit like that. So yeah. I, I could see it going that way as well. It's a temporary stay for me. I'm really chicken about this. So you're one. staying, but you're you're closing out your card every time you buy a drink. That's basically what's happening. Yeah, I'm like I'm kind of just like I'm like you know what I'll have one more drink, but pull my card. I'm gonna be very cautious. I'll see how the night goes. Yeah. Next up is the Bucks. I'm buying the bar here. <laughs> I was just say it's pretty hard to bail on this team right now. I'm I understand that. The, I dude, I honestly, I can see Milwaukee smacking the living daylights out of Boston. Boston looks great, but then again, they're playing a very Victor Oladipo-less Pacers. I think if Oladipo was playing, it'd be a, it'd be a seven-game series, but because he's worth that much to that team. But Miles Turner's dunk last night, holy crap! Ooh, poor Gordon Hayward. Yes. Oh my God, that was crazy. But, you know, like, imagine, okay, the Pacers are one of those teams I want to kind of put a low key investment on for next year. Well, they got to get somebody. They, they got to get somebody on the They need one piece to go along with Turner and Oladipo. If they can get, like, a decent guard, a decent point guard, or maybe get a nice little stretch wing or something like that to go along with Oladipo, holy crap, that team is destroying everybody. I mean, because, I mean, I mean, besides, you know, maybe Toronto, if Ka- Kawhi stays or. Boston, but or if New York, if they get Durant, you know, we can keep going on. But you know, I, it's like I just I'm very high on them going forward. I love their base that they have there. But the Bucks, holy mother of God! Like we gotta remember though, they're playing easily the worst team in the East. I don't care if the Magic. I I know I know, I know. Like the Bucks, I, the Pistons don't have shit. God, they just look. Giannis just looks like a man among boys, though. Oh, well, he is. <laughs> it's like he's just a freak of nature. And they're only, and you know, the Bucs are only going to get healthier. That's the craziest part. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I'm definitely staying on the Bucs. I'm pushing them, like, towards possibly playing, like, Houston or Golden State in the finals, kind of pushing. So, possibly beating Houston if they play Houston, kind of pushing. Yeah. All right, next up, speaking of Houston, uh, Rockets. Here's another team I am, I am like, buying the top shelf of the bar and buying everyone with the whole bar shots on. I love Houston here. I, they just look, they're making Donovan Mitchell look useless. It, it's, I was talking about my, to, to my two coworkers, they're big basketball fans. I was talking to them today at the job. One's a big Lakers fan. I don't know what my buddy Denzel is, but 
we were talking about it, and he, we were both like just talking about like he's making Donovan Mitchell just look like completely shot. Like, I mean, I have a bet riding on the Clippers extending the Warriors game one more season, one more episode, one more game. <laughs> so Kevin owes me a beer when I go up to visit in, Ju- in July, but <laughs> I can't talk today, man. But the Rockets, like, holy, mo- like. Donovan Mitchell may be one of the best, maybe the best shooting guard in the league right now. If I, oh no, sorry, hold on, hold on. James Harden, pump the brakes. But Donovan Mitchell is second, and it's not. I, I would put him over Jimmy Butler and a lot of these other ones. But I am like, oh, I put him over Clay Thompson too. But Clay Thompson's the man, so I, I don't know. Uh, Clay Thompson, you put it, you take him away from Steph Curry. Let's see what he really does. I know. I'm just saying I love Clay Thompson. Just I know you love Clay Thompson. Care. He cheated on Hannah Stocking, so he's in my doghouse. Um, so the thing is, to me, I just look at what Donovan. He, they're making Donovan Mitchell probably one of the most dangerous offensive guys in the league. Donovan Mitchell last year, like crossed up, like he like just owned the entire. I remember that one play. He like they were talking. We were talking about saying the truck. We're talking about like, you know, he cry, he gets by Russ, he crosses up Mellow, and he dunks on PG all in one play. I'm just like, that just summarizes how freakish this kid is. And the fact that he dropped the teens in the in the, his draft class just cracks me up. He was the Lonzo class, right? Lonzo Markel Fultz, that was his class? Uh, yeah. Which just blows De'Aaron, my mind. De'Aaron Fox, uh, Tatum. That, oh, my God. NBA – NBA scouts, NBA execs are really shooting hard on that on that draft. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, so yeah, Jason Tatum went three, and like, like, oh my god, how could you? Like, your Sixers just bricking on Markel Fultz. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, it's whatever. All right, I'm, we're over it. He's not there anymore. It's unfortunate that it's. So I would but... love if he come. He like comes off his injury next year in Orlando, becomes like a lights out three shooter. Can't really do much else, but it's just like a, like a corner specialist, like James Jones, just like just starts bombing threes for teams. He's gonna need to fix that shoulder, but uh, I'd have to put yeah. Old Depot in front of. Uh, I don't know. I put uh, it's a tie for me. Old Depot and Mitchell at two, and then I put like you know Thompson three, and then uh, what's his face at four. Uh, I just don't think that you can have Harden be the number one shooting guard, and then have the second the guy in second be. Right behind him, but getting absolutely demolished. In- oh no, 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 no! Harden's the best shooting guard by a country mile, and then it's Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't. I feel like he hasn't given me enough to be getting the praise that he's getting. Um, but he also is doing it like he's doing. Like Clay Thompson wouldn't be able to do what Donovan Mitchell's doing. I think Mitchell just needs help, man. Like seriously, we need shooters. He needs to get out of Utah. Come to Minnesota, bud. Come play with us. No, everyone – I think it's funny. Like the, Utah, you get that good guard. I mean, Hayward took them and did what he did. They have Mitchell. They just need to get other pieces around them. I mean, well, Utah know, that, fans that's are the pretty – That's the the organization. They, except for, like, the Malone-Stockton years, they've never really been about that. They once yeah. had Boozer, Dar- Darren Williams, and Andre Kirilenko on the same team, and they never made it past the first round or second round. Kirilenko. Oh, my God. I forgot about him. Yeah, but like that was a loaded team. Matt Harpering, they had a loaded roster, and they still couldn't do anything under Jerry Sloan. So like, that's always been the organization's problem. 
It always will be. So I don't know. I just I feel like like Mitchell's got to get out of there if he ever wants to like you know get that dub, get that ring. So originally if we're backing up. We're, we're the staying or bound. I'm okay. holding so I'm staying so hard in the Rockets. Yeah. I'm staying almost as hard as I am in the Bucks. I'm whole, I'm staying on the harder than I am on the Warriors. So there you go. So I am gonna. <laughs> I'm bailing on the Rockets. <laughs> really. Just because it's too easy right now. Like, I, the Bucks are dominating in a way that's just like bullies. The Rockets are just, I mean, <laughs> Harden went like 0 for 15 to start the game last night, and they still won. Like, if he does that against the Warriors, they're not winning that game. So, I that's think I'm bailing. Whole, that's a whole good part of a series, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that this whole thing that there's all this drama with KD that went away, um, Clay Thompson just jumped in the ocean, which is the reason why he said his shot came back. Uh, I just think the Warriors are just kind of low-key. They're going to be like, all right, go ahead, Rockets. Go sweep the um, go sweep the Jazz. Think your shit doesn't stink. And then come and find out who your daddy is, and they're going to lose to the Warriors again. What's our bet that we have if the Warriors don't win? I can't remember. We made a big bet about this, and I can't remember what we said. Uh, it was like... I think we had to be in person and we'd buy something for somebody. It was like probably a, a bottle of liquor, Jameson or something. It was like a nice bottle or, it, it, or was it like ticket? I can't remember. It was something crazy. But like this, like, are you sweating a little bit if the Rockets are up 3 1? Against the, the Warriors? Uh, Warriors next series? Absolutely. I don't know. Anyone's going to be sweating if anybody's I'm, up 3 1. I'm be smiling, bro. It's just I, not going to, I, don't, I just don't think it's going to happen. What like literally? I think one of our corner booth shirts is gonna be a picture of my bitmoji saying "I just root for anarchy in sports." Hmm. I'm just pissed that the Rockets are the three seed and have to play them in the second round. Oh my god! Imagine that Western Conference Finals. Yeah, so, but I almost love it more because then the humiliation when they lose to the Rockets, holy, in the second round. That's why, like I said, that's why I'm bailing on the Rockets and staying on the All Warriors. Right. Speaking of the Warriors, <laughs> stay here, bail on the Warriors. Stay, baby. All right, we don't need your explanation. We heard all about it. I am selling the Warriors. You're bailing. I'm bailing. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like we're good. Like it's like a bad date. Like I'll stay with you for the end of the night. Like I stay with them to beat the Clippers. Like, like let's not be let's not be crazy here. They're gonna beat the Clippers. But the second they get into Houston, I'm like, bye bye. Moving on. Like I just. <sighs> Patrick Beverly has been in Kevin Durant's like grill the entire series the fact that they blew that lead it wasn't it wasn't anything like you know like oh they had a bad game but it's like it was to the clippers Who? remember last year didn't they lose only like one game the entire playoffs last year Who? The, the warriors um they lost like only one or two games the entire playoff run well until they faced the rockets yeah exactly until they faced the rockets they were talking about this historic run they were on Here's the thing. The Rockets are the kryptonite to begin with. And two, you talk about the fact the Clippers gave them trouble. This these these I'm not is I'm not saying the Warriors aren't don't deserve the number one seed they own. I'm saying this isn't the unbeatable, unstoppable Warriors team we saw last year. I'm saying that Houston May give them tr- it is going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a knockout seven game series and Houston may not make it 
through the Western Conference Finals if they do end up winning. It's going to be like Rocky Balboa knocking out Drago and then collapsing. Or uh, not Drago, uh, whoever Mr. T's character was. I can't remember Rocky Three that much right now. I think he was just Mr. T. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. The, but, and you know what I mean, though. Like, he's going to, like, like, the Rockets are going to go into the Western Conference Finals against, you know, either Denver or or Portland. It's going to be just like a beat-em-up series because they're going to be out of gas because they're going to be like, you know, holy crap, we just, like, took the Warriors to school. And that's kind of why I could see a team from the East winning this year if that happens because it could just, like, the West could just completely turn to a complete, like, Mad Max, Fury Road, Battle Royale kind of craziness. But, yeah, I'm selling the Warriors. I just, I just, I have that weird gut feeling that I had back in November. It's only gotten stronger. It's like, oh, here we go. Like, everyone's going to call me crazy, but I'm sticking to my guns here. So, that's I'm I'm bailing hard on them after this round. Um, Raptors. I'm staying. Okay. Even though they're gonna probably play my Sixers, I'm staying just because. Uh, what's his name? Perkins today on Get Up said that Kawhi is the closest thing that we've actually gotten to Jordan, and he convinced me. Well, you want to talk about style and like the yeah, way he plays? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's just like Wait, a quiet, so like a shooting guard or a small forward. I would say small forward. Okay, so I was gonna say because that that will literally throw off our entire argument about small greatest best small forwards in the league. But yeah, yeah Kawhi, Toronto. I love that team. I've been high on that team all year. And if if in a better world where you know. The Brooklyn Nets had had more heart, you know, kept in not those pesky 76ers out of the playoffs. I would say, you know, sure. Maybe the Rockets, you know, I, I don't know. Just the, the Raptors to me, just in Kawhi, it just, it, the, Kawhi on Toronto, it just feels right to me. Like, long term, like past the season, I could see him staying there and not going to L.A. I know he's an LA kid, but like I could see him like Toronto being his city with Kyle Lowry and like you know not gonna have Mar- keep Marcus All, but still, like it's I could just see that happening. So I kind of like this. So I'm I'm staying on the I'm staying on the Raptors at least until they play Milwaukee, and that's gonna be an insane series. Holy God! Yeah, I just Milwaukee, think this Milwaukee what? Toronto. I will watch every game of that series. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I don't I'm not gonna completely like not believe in my Sixers, but I just think that the, the chemistry is, I mean, I think they're building chemistry because of like all this stuff. Like I think Jared Dudley is actually helping the Sixers by like bringing them together, which is, I don't think what he's trying to do. Uh, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to beat Kawhi and the Raptors. I didn't even think Jared Dudley was still relevant. <laughs> he's, it's so funny too. He hit a three in the uh, game the other night and doing his hands like at Simmons and it's like, what, bro? What, bro? It's like, dude, shut up. And then he was guarding him, and he was looked like he was this old fat Jared man. Jared looks like a dude, like a dad at a pickup basketball game, and Ben Simmons dates Kendall Jenner. Who do you think wins? No, I heard they broke up. Oh, they broke up? Oh. Yeah, so. That's maybe why Ben Simmons can hit, went off for 40-something points. He's for 30-something points. Like, you know what? Kendall well, wants to my ass. Screw it. I'm going to go off. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But. Kendall's still my girl, so screw the Sixers, but, you know. I mean, yeah, she definitely she wins for me too. But um, so who else do we got in Stairbell? 
And the last nominee of Stale Bell is the Celtics, who are about to sweep the Indiana they Pacers. Did. It's they over. Did sweep. Okay, no. wow, my brain is fried today. Stephen A. Smith, whoa there, buddy. <laughs> you are you're the, you're all your first take. All you gotta do is say something like Molly, and you're there. Oh my God! Now here's the thing: like, what do you call two screaming idiots and one overpaid moron in a camera? First take. Shut Seriously. Oh well, no, I, I take that back. Stephen A. Smith's not a moron. He just doesn't do any research anymore. Yeah, I agree. And I think his, I do think his most quotable line is "Stay off the weed." <laughs> It's yeah. you know what like listen I have all the respect for Stephen A. Smith he is a he made it the right way started off in a local small paper in Philly worked his way up and now he's like the highest paid guy at ESPN or one of the highest paid guys and you know what I have all the respect for Stephen A. and you know what he he did it the right way so that's why when he got his contract I was clapping for him like you know what guy earns he's got to put with Max Kellerman and Will Kane every day so you know what like. And ESPN management. So, well, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the Stephen A. He can do what he wants at this point. I mean, he's yeah. gonna get paid. He's like gonna. I think he makes like ten million dollars. ESPN. Like, good for him. Whatever. Um, Molly, I like. I'm. I don't want to like. Oh, because she's a girl. No, like Joy Taylor. You know, she's smart. She's good. Joy she Taylor's to, a girl, man. I love she moved her. to the herd because she knew she. I think she respected Colin more than Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, but. Um, Molly Quirin, wherever you say her name, I just don't. When she talks, I'm like, oh no, like please stop. And then Max Collins. Who's, the, who's just a, the chick who comes on um the jump all the time? I can't remember her name. Rachel Nichols. Big no, fan of her. not her. I love Rachel Nichols, the 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 African American chick. What's her name? I have no clue what you're talking about. I don't know. She's always on there. She's always on ESPN. I'm like, who the hell is this girl? Because her opinions are so off base. I'm like, oh my god. Hmm. It's not that she's a chick. If she was a dude, I hate her even more. It was just like, holy crap! Like, oh, like, shut up. Yeah. It's like ESPN is like trying so hard to like be like all inclusive and all diverse and all PC and I mean, listen, if they had a dude, they used to have a dude moderate for Stephen A. and Skip uh, for Stephen A. and Skip back in the day. It was oh yeah, it was the guy from Cold Pizza. I don't know who that is. I don't remember the guy's name, but uh, Josh something. No, uh, him and Hannah Storm used to be on Cold Pizza together. I'm not. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but back I mean, some, back when I actually used to res- like ES- watch ESPN all the time. But um, anyway, yeah, they used to have guys. Just you know, I mean, I don't know. I just you know, it's just like this whole first take. We could go on a debate about how I hit feel the first take, but anyway. Celtics sweep the Pacers, the Victor Oladipo Pacers. So it's like playing a team that's just trying the hardest to compete. Um. Yeah, I mean Celtics. There, I've I've been saying they can have whatever regular season. They're going to be a scary team in the playoffs just because they have the depth. I think that them against the Bucks is going to be a hell of a series. The, oh no, they're going to push the Bucks to six at least. But it, I just. I'm I'm bailing on the Celtics because one because I'd love to see Kevin cringe and then two um I just I don't see them stopping Giannis and or and you know everyone keeps forgetting they have Eric Bledsoe who is a top thirty player and he's just sitting there quietly having a legit like low key like good great season along with my a big Greg Monroe and all the other dudes Monroe's on the Sixers now. Monroe's on the Sixers. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, that was I got my head flipped around. 
I was thinking about the old the old days NBA 2K. But yeah, no, they have like a deep. They still have a deep team. Yeah, I mean they do. They do. It's just it's the Celtics. The reason why I'm bailing on the Celtics is because Kyrie's sights are set on New York in my head. So I don't think he re- like it, if he if they go down against the Bucks, he's like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to be here next year anyway. And I really gotta I really gotta check my my, my, my yo, I'm like getting screwed on these things right now. <laughs> oh my god. My brain's like fried. You need, you need to uh talk to your research uh assistant. Yeah. Where the hell is Kevin? <laughs> but uh yeah, so we're both bailing on the Celtics, but Oh, I completely forgot mean... Brooke Lopez was on the freaking box. Holy cr- Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been pulling from three this year. Shannon Brown, freaking Chris Middle. I knew Chris Middleton was there. Um, Ilya Sova, I knew was there. Miritich. George. Oh, Jesus. George Hill's there? Holy crap. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I understand, though. There's not really much of a reason to watch them, like, as in now. Well, little... you just know it's Giannis. It's Giannis. Like, holy crap. Like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, learning more about the Bucks real quick. Because, like, holy shit. But, you know, yeah. Giannis right now in the series leads – Oh, and the, you know, to be honest, in the season, led in points per game, rebounds, and assists. That doesn't surprise me. That's that why he's going to – it's going to be a – it's always a tough like, MVP race. But, I mean, he, he could win it. But if, if Harden – I mean, Harden, he's putting up insane numbers again. He might do back-to-back. If Harden wins, I'm not surprised. If Giannis wins, I'm not surprised. Exactly. All right. That is Sayer Bale. I'm bailing on – we're both bailing on the Celtics. And now – Mark, try to hold you, try to be respectful here at least a little bit. Time for the last call. Ladies and gentlemen, we gotta ask the question. The fuck is wrong with Russ? Seriously. And I, you know, but you guys know how this show swings. I love Russell Westbrook, but Mark is a hater. I am tired of defending him right now. The poor okay, so this is what happened needs to happen for Russell Westbrook. He's going to lose. Yo, he can get one more game in. Screw it, whatever. He he gets another. He he takes one more game. And they still go down 4-2 in the series to Portland. Mark made the point in the pre-show meeting that Damian Lillard is the better basketball player. Russ is the better athlete. I completely agree. Damian Lillard is a baller. Damian Lillard, if he was on the trade if they traded Wiggins in like a first-round pick to Minnesota for Lillard, I'd be doing backflips off my roof. Like, I'd be so hyped. But... Here's the thing. Enough about Damian Lowe. We're talking about Russ here. And there is something seriously wrong with this man. He, two years ago, he's averaged a triple-double for the last three years in a row. That's great. But the fuck, he, 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 he gets the playoffs, he turns into A-Rod. Like, holy crap. He just can't do anything right. And, like, he's just getting outperformed. I mean, yeah, he played Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell back to back years, but, like, Mitchell owned him last year. Lillard's owning him this year. He got Paul George. He's got Steven Adams. He's got an okay bench. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to take out a kind of a banged-up Portland team. But they're getting owned by him. It's not even close to him in these games. So, my opinion on Russ is, honestly, they're going to lose this series. Russ should go dark. Keep in contact with Paul George, Stephen Adams, and Billy Donovan. That's it. And his agent. Go out with his family. Relax. Recline. Have PG go out and recruit people. 
Because I feel like being recruited by Paul George would probably be a little better than getting recruited by Russ. And have Russ work on one fucking thing. No, two fucking things. Two fucking things only. One, reducing his tunnel vision. And two, and this is the big one, develop a goddamn three-point shot. You don't have to shoot 12 times a game. You're not Steph. But enough where you can pull, like, where teams can't just load the paint on you anymore. You just need a, a serviceable three-point shot. Like what Carl Anthony Towns has, or what, um, what's, even, uh, Blake Griffin has a, a serviceable three-point shot. They developed these. Him and Ben Simmons have the same problem. If you develop a three-point shot, your game becomes literally almost unstoppable. Because now you can't just pack the box on Simmons and Russ. You have to actually go out and defend them. It's not a, a given they're going to break a three. If It's not hard either, Russ. Just three hours in the gym a day, all the offseason, just jacking threes. Eventually, muscle memory is going to kick in. You're going to start making them. So that's just human biology right there. I don't know. Mark, you're going to hate on Westbrook. I'm out of beer. Go. So, yes. I'm a truther. I'm not a hater of Russ. You can have all the stats in the world. Oh, go away. He can do everything that he wants. But at the end of the day, I I wouldn't even probably dislike him if it wasn't for, like, how he acts. You have guys, like, guarding him closely on defense, and he's, like, making a face and pissed off. Like, dude, just play the game. Like, he thinks the whole game revolves around him. And the fact that they have to go get more, like, hey, of him, it's him, Paul George, Steve Adams, and a couple, like, role player guys. There's no reason that they should be losing in the first round or even be a sixth seed. If Russ is as good as he is with Paul George, they should easily be able to beat the Trailblazers. You're telling me that Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and name the next best player on that team should be able to beat As well as that, that reference. Yeah. You're, so, no, you're, seriously, I'm agreeing with you, though. You're right, and this is the problem. Russ needs to literally get his head checked. He needs to, he needs to stop out. pulling threes. Like, he's not a good three-point shooter. He, he, should, he, he needs to stop pulling threes so he actually can develop a three-point shot. He's allowed to, he, he should be able to just take, like, if he's wide open, that's when he should take a three. But don't just do these running three-point shots that are unnecessary. You're not Kevin Durant or Kobe Bryant. You're not going to hit them. Yeah, so, I mean, there's no reason why he isn't as good as he should be. Yeah, he can have all the stats in the world. It comes down to it. His stats don't mean anything when it comes to winning playoff series. And that's it. I mean, I, just, I don't understand. He's not answering the media when they're asking not even t- crazy questions. I don't know. I'm just over Russ. I think he's the like Colin Cowherd said. We always refer to him as that Oakland made the wrong decision by sticking with that guy. They should they had they had Harden and they had Durant and they got the one that they shouldn't have gotten. So that's all I got for my last call. Yeah, this is the last time I let you help me on last call. Um, I just you know what? There's so much potential there. He's such a talented athlete, such a good player. He just needs a break. Maybe getting swept in the first round for the second straight year may be the best thing for him. <sighs> or not swept, but, like, knocked out. Hopefully, this offseason, he, like, picks it up. Because, like, right now, like... That's the thing. He's never going to change. Unless he... Until he does. He's not going to. It's Russ. You say that, and then he does. I don't know. Like, I just... I don't know. I'm more certain that LeBron's going to tank... Then I am like next year, like like Lakers gonna suck. Then I am that Russ is gonna be the same Russ. I feel like as much as he's like tunnel vision, nose down, like hard hard ass about basketball and stuff, 
I feel like if they do lose this series and he goes down like he's going down right now, he's getting ripped apart by the media. He's a human being, man. Like, there's, there's, there's some part of him being, you know, the athlete he is and being the competitor he is. He's going to be like, huh. Maybe I'll go to my personal gym and just chuck up 45 jump shots in an hour. Like, just seriously, just go out there and focus. It's, it's what probably got him to this point of his career. Yeah, he's a freak athlete, but at the same time, like, he also wants that championship. He also wants to be revered as one of the greatest players of all time. If that that should drive to it. So, I don't know. Like, we're going to see. It's going to be, this is going to be a year experiment. We're going to see next year if Russ is, like, a changed man. So, I don't know. Well, That's okay, something. real quick before we do wrap this up. Uh, if he, if they get beat in this next game, I mean, it's still not over. The, the, the Thunder could make the comeback, and I'd be biting my if they do, Well, if they do pull off this comeback, then we're talking about a completely different conversation. But if they do lose with either this game or the next, and then obviously Russ and PG next year come back and do all this, and they don't win again, you have to get rid of Russ. You have to. Well, I, would, I, would trade I, would, I would bail. I would be I like, would, I'd trade him this year. I would give him one more year because he is the he is the head of that franchise. Yeah, but he's not. But I would go player. get I would go get a a, a, a team guy, a mesh guy. Yeah, but that, nobody can be a, Paul George is a mesh guy. Look how that's going. I don't. Old Debo's mesh guy left and did, did better somewhere else. I don't know, maybe this is a, uh, all you can hope is right now that this is like a way of calling Russ. So there you go. I hope it's not, and I hope he just stays the same because oh then I'd be God, right. You're <laughs> such a hater. Truther. That, that no, that no. Truther is talking about stats. When you're hoping he doesn't improve, that's a hater. I'm saying is he can improve, but he's still going to be Russ. That's just being a hater. I ain't even like going to facts. All right, folks. That wraps it up today. A little shorter episode today. We'll be back later this week for our draft special, which you're probably going to record at 11.30 at night. So, you know, if we're half asleep, don't don't take it personally against us. But I'm Jared. That's Mark. We will catch you all later in the week. Peace. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at BellyUpJared and at Mark Riley.